Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Myra. I'm Dory Shafrir. We are the hosts of this excellent adventure. Because my eggs are old. And my sperm's real dumb. And I mean, it's not dumb. It's just not particularly bountiful. It's not copious. It's not copious sperm. Yeah. But the sperm that is there is... is Actually, the sperm that is there is not dumb. Yeah. Well, TBD. Some of them. Could be very dumb. That's true. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, so this is episode 11. That's right. Guys, we're recording an intro to this episode because the first three minutes of the audio, I was just like, hmm, it's passable, but you know what? We could do better. Basically, Matt didn't want to get emails from people being like, 
Um, guys, the first three minutes of the audio. Yeah, plus I didn't want anyone to like listen and then be like, well, I can't deal with the dishwasher running in the background, so I'm not going to listen to this episode. Yeah. Oh, and Because that... I like this episode so much. Right. So last night we were staying with some friends in Palm Springs yeah. in a home that had a dishwasher. Yeah. We do not have a dishwasher. We were just like so excited by the amazing luxury of a dishwasher. That we just kept running it. Running dishes. Like um, dishes that we were like, this is kind of clean, but you know what? Let's throw it in. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Also, yeah. it's dishwasher had a remote. Had a remote to turn on because it had no buttons on it. Yeah. And I have to say, it was not a great dishwasher. No, and it was very small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we decided to spend New Year's Eve recording this episode. We did, yeah. We recorded this episode at like 9 p.m. last night, New yeah. Year's Eve. With our dear friend, Mark Kushner. Yeah, we had Mark on. Mark, if you don't know Mark, you... I mean, I don't know that you would know him. He married us. He married us. He performed the wedding ceremony. Uh, that, at the Venetian. At the Venetian in Las Vegas. Uh, he did a great job. Fantastic job. Mark uh, is Dory's friend from college and has become my friend from Dory. Yeah. And Mark's awesome. He's an architect and he also runs, he started um, a site called Architizer that you should check out. And yeah, absolutely should check it he's out. He's written books and he has his own architecture firm and he's very tall and handsome. He's got a great uh, penthouse in Brooklyn and he's building a house. The guy's got it all going and on. And he has a wonderful husband who unfortunately was sick last night. Chris Barley, great guy, sick. Um, so he did not join us on the podcast, but Mark did because... Mark and Chris have been trying to have a baby. Yeah. Through science. Through science. Just so like us. We figured, what the heck? Let's hear it from that side of things. What do you do when it's two handsome dudes? How do they make a baby? You'll find out You're on gonna this episode. You're going to find out on this very, epi- very special episode. And I should say, in the original intro, we talked about how tall and handsome Mark was. I, I already mentioned that. I know, but I just wanted to reiterate that because I feel bad that we're cutting out the original intro where he's there and had to listen to us say oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was kind of awesome. He felt so awkward. Yeah. We'd also told him he couldn't speak. Yeah, which was I, you know, until we told him it was okay. Yeah, we anyway. tried to have a show, but anyway, here's this conversation. We learned a whole lot about yeah. what it's like to find a surrogate, get embryos, Et have a baby, the whole nine yards, uh, and welcome and enjoy episode eleven of Dory and Matt. Matt and Dory. What are we calling this? Matt and Dory's excellent adventure. Here's Mark Kushner and us talking about that now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Kushner. Mark. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> that was amazing. This is my first podcast. It's, I think no it's way. Going well. Yeah. So far, You're so doing good. great so far. Thanks, guys. Um, so, yeah, so we wanted we, Mark. We're talking about IVF, Mark. That's what we do on this podcast. We've had in vitro fertilization done twice. Two rounds. Two rounds. So far, no, no pregnancies. You've had it done two rounds also? Two rounds as well. Yeah, let's, let's back up. Oh, we're backing up. Yeah, let's back up. Let's take a walk. So Mark and his husband, Chris. Who's sick. Who is sick. Mm. He's very sick. He was going to be on this podcast, but he's sleeping right now because he's very sick. Um, I think that was the Integnatron's fault, but I'll just leave Actually, that. Mark, why don't you tell us in your own words... Just a little, just give us, give us the quick background on where you are. Yeah. So Chris and I. When did you get married? Got married four and a half years ago. Okay. So 2012. In 2012. I was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
in it was wonderful in New York. It was a great wedding. Yeah. Didn't didn't want a big Jewish gay wedding. Uh-huh. Ended up with a big Jewish gay wedding, and it was great. You were in the vows section. In the vows section, Google it. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that happened, and that was great. And Chris and I decided that we wanted to have have a baby together. Chris, How is, a, far? Chris is a man, we should say. Oh yeah, because that oh, could yeah, be Chris that could be, be confusing. Way. Yeah. It's like a, any name that ends with an A-H, I'm thinking, is a girl. Micahs, Yalivas, whatever the hell they are. I think they're girl <laughs> names. I think they're both girl names. I never know who you're talking and, about. And I should say, I'm a man, too. So we're, we're a gay couple. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I think, right? Just set the Had table. Had you guys talked about children before you got married? Oh, good question. We did. We talked a lot about children. Um, so... Was it always you were both like yes we want them? Well, I'm a little older than Chris, so mm-hmm. maybe I had I had kids on the brain a little more substantially than he did at Your the time. Your Dory's age. I am. Yeah, I am indeed. And her eggs are old. The right as is my sperm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we that was a, a big reason why we uh, Chris converted to Judaism and we got married and pretty much immediately started looking into how to get get going mm-hmm. making a kid where do you start do you go to like a consultant do you just ask around do you google that's the thing where do you start <laughs> there's like there is no good place to get answers so we just started asking around meanwhile mm. my sister was going through ivf mm. multiple multiple rounds so um she through the process had met obviously doctors and Sure. People. So we, she sent us to one of her doctors. Uh, Which doctor? Oh, I don't remember his name. It was mm. not a fit. Okay. Mm. All right. I think it was. It was a pretty creepy experience. We've been through the not a fits. Yeah. It's just sort of. Like, had he ever met? Had he ever <clears throat> done a gay couple's child before? Yeah. He, well, he was saying yes, but there was. I mean, there was I, scant evidence. It, there was, yeah. It was. It was like nothing. I, I didn't know where. <laughs> the, the whole thing was strange, and uh, it, that actually kind of set us back. Um, and we just sort of stopped for a bit because we both walked away with a bad taste. I don't mm. remember exactly what it was that put us off, but we, we stopped. We ended up meeting um, one of my sister's friends. So my okay. sister ended up having a, a baby, mm-hmm. a baby girl, whose best friend has two dads. Mm-hmm. And they took us out to dinner. Mm. They were so just nice. Just to be clear for the listener, this yeah. isn't a situation where they're not sure who the father is and they both live in a building with a family judge and it's called My Two Dads. This is a different situation. It's a different Where situation. they were married and wanted to have a child together. Oh, how I wish it was My Two Dads. <laughs> <laughs> they had that great chair. Uh, it was a car. It was a car chair. It was a car couch. And you know the theme of my bar mitzvah. It's cars. Cars. So there you go. We're really coming full circle here. Okay. So you go to dinner with these people who've been through it. And this was amazing. So like we were sort of weirded out. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know who to talk to. And they were incredibly generous. And we're just like, let's just let's go to dinner and we're gonna tell you everything we know. Oh. And based on how um, particular they are, um, Mm. because they're pretty particular, Mm -hmm. and they had done extensive research, we were sort of like, Yeah, what they said. Yeah. So um, 
that sort of got us back into the ball game. So what did they say? Not any advice that we ended up using. So ah. we ended up going with that. So it's, I'm sorry. This is, so it's, it's a ponderous thing. And I don't know if it was as like weirdly ambiguous for you guys. but Well, we sort of had to do the thing of like asking around. And you just, yeah, you just ask around. So yeah. like, so the because thing, it's like, what else are you going to, you're going to read like Yelp reviews? Exactly. Yeah. But for us, the thing that really got us to, to, to starting the process was the legal angle. And I don't think that you have mm. that part. Go on. So a friend of ours is a lawyer mm-hmm. okay and her friend who's a lawyer okay specializes in fertility in Massachusetts okay. where surrogacy where third party surrogacy is more or less legal can we back up for one second yeah oh. was the thinking with you and Chris was it always that you were going to use a surrogate yes okay we were definitely going to use a surrogate. We were unsure about who, where, where the eggs would come from. Mm. Gotcha. So at this point, you're still unsure where the eggs are coming from. Correct. And you're like, we would like to use a surrogate. We don't really know what to do, exactly. how to find one. Exactly. Okay. So we meet this amazing lawyer. And it seemed at the time, we're like, lawyer, this is the way into this whole thing. But it turns out now we're you know fully down the road. There are like four or five lawyers involved in what we've done um, as far as buying an egg, making mm. a fertility arrangement or a whatever carrier gestational mm-hmm. agreement with mm-hmm. the carrier. And then we have to, whatever. There's lots of legal steps along okay. the way and multiple lawyers along the way. And she led us to an agency, a, a not a huge agency, agency, a small agency, mm-hmm. Northeast Assisted Fertility. Mm-hmm. I live in New York, incidentally, okay. right. for your listeners' sake. And I know you and I have discussed this, but for our listeners' sake, can you briefly explain why you didn't want to look for a surrogate in New York? So the laws in New York are not advantageous for the, uh, I guess, sperm donors in this case. So there was a case, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, but there was a case in, I think, the 80s mm-hmm. um, where uh, a, a carrier had changed her mind mm-hmm. and ended up, in fact, keeping the child. Even though she didn't donate Even though the it eggs. was not her egg or uh, you know, or her husband's sperm, um, because that's crazy. Yeah, so it's crazy. So basically, what you want to do is you want to do it in a state where the child is yours, right? Even uh, and and you can make decisions along the pregnancy. Yeah. So, and Pen- Massachusetts is one of those. Massachusetts states. is one. Pennsylvania is one. California is one. And there are multiple other states, but New York is particularly bad. Interesting. And has anyone ever? Do you know if anyone has ever tried to get that law changed? So the couple that took us out to dinner and were incredibly generous with their time, one of them ended up becoming a state senator. What? And it's one of his major kind Mm. of of pushes. So who, is it like the pro-life lobby that's, like who is against that? I, I think it's more of a case of... This is where the chips landed, and it hasn't yeah. been and right. hasn't been addressed. So and like, and I feel like a lot of family laws just archaic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it hasn't been anyone's pet project enough Could, to have it changed. Exactly, because you have to be really passionate about it to want it changed. Because for the vast majority of people, it's not going to affect them. No, 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 exactly. This is like a big sticky issue that affects yeah. a very, very small number right. of people. So, um, so you know, I have friends, uh, gay couples in New York that have had their surrogate live in California and actually yeah. like flew out to, wow. to get the baby or even do it outside of the country because it's so difficult to do it in New York. Yeah. So, um, you know, a few years ago, yes. I wrote an article about Indian surrogates and I know a lot of gay couples from the U.S. were starting to use them, and then India changed the laws. 
and I believe you're not allowed to use, like foreigners are not allowed to use Indian surrogates anymore. Hmm. I think it, I think it's a topic that, like it, it, I think it weirds people out. Yeah, so it's like, a little like Handmaid's Tale. Totally. Yeah. Well, one of the first issues that we encountered, so like, so we we found this agency that was going to help us find a carrier, and they could also help us find an egg donor. But one of the okay. first decisions that we needed to make was, do we want to use an egg from someone that we know? Mm. And I had thought it would be great. I have a so I have a sister um, who's younger, fresher, mm. indeed. We love a fresh yeah, egg here. Exactly. On the show. <laughs> uh, but she was doing IVF. She was doing IVF, but the problem wasn't in producing eggs. Okay, got it. Um, so there you go. There's plenty of eggs there, you're thinking. Plenty of eggs. She could share one with her brother mm-hmm. as a, a gift. Yeah. And we could use my husband, Chris. There you go. And we could have a child that was mostly us. That's, yeah. And it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. I think because of those... I think there's weird issues around this. Did you Just talk? some weirdness did you, on her Did you come out and ask her? Part? Yeah. Yeah, we came out and asked her. We actually spoke to a therapist beforehand. Oh, wow. Um, and we spoke to her and we spoke to her husband. And I don't at all begrudge them this of decision. Um, but they weren't comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. And I and we accepted that. It was a straight yes or no question right. on our part. Mm-hmm. And we sort of just walked away from it. Right. But on paper... I don't know. Like if it you seems take, like an elegant solution. It's exactly yeah. right yeah. Um, because because we want a baby and that will get us, I guess, seventy five percent of the way there from right. a, like a yeah. genes perspective. So and you never thought about asking Chris's sister. Um. Uh. No. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Whoa. <laughs> you went there. I told you we were gonna go. We're going everywhere. No, places. I mean, there's yeah. Okay, so we're there. Um, yeah, it's just incredibly intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Question, and I think it's a weird thing. We, I mean, we we talked about it too. Like when I was like, oh, my sperm's not working the way it should be working. I was like, fuck. Who's what? What do I do? How do I do? I get a sperm donor? Do I whose sperm do I use? And just it's a question. Luckily, because of ICSI, which is where they take one sperm cell, just throw it one. into the egg. Yeah. You only need one, and I got a million. Yeah. So we're okay on that end, but it was something we had to sit and think about, and it was quite a conundrum. It's, it's really a, like a huh. I'm like I don't want my brother's kid. You know what? We so exactly right, and then like, what's he gonna feel like? Yeah. And um, like, Uncle Daddy. Yeah. Um, we ended up talking to this therapist, and he actually told us how to ask it, and I thought it was mm. really good. It's, it's not. Um, what did he say? He said it was a gift. Explain it as the greatest gift they would ever give to anyone. Mm. But just like any gift, you give it with no strings attached, right? You don't right. expect to take a gift back or right. have a special mm. relationship with, right. uh, you the know, gift. if, if yeah. you give someone a beautiful, expensive gift. And I thought that was a nice way to think about yeah. it. It did not, in our case, convince them Didn't to do it. Way, sure. Yeah, but but so anyway, so so indeed, we used that agency to help us find a donor. So what is that process like? And also, where it in relation to when you got married, how far? Yeah. Like when when was this essentially? So we're like. So you got married in March two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah. So the process started like three years ago in earnest. Okay. Mm. So like 2013. Right. So and we're, we're expecting a baby. We're expecting we a baby. Should, oh, yeah. yeah Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sorry. Are <laughs> no, we no, holding no, no, no. Spoiler alert. It's uh, wonderful. It's, it's, it's super exciting. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we're like knocking wood. And Falcor Kushner. Falcor Kushner. <laughs> Barley. That is such a great name. Why don't we take that for our future child? Do you know what trials? it means? I love it. Do you know what it means, honey? Um, no. What does it mean? It's protector of the people. 
Oh. Guys, this stems from a long car conversation where we're all talking about names for babies and all the names I wanted. Dory's like, no, because they're super cool names. Like Falcor. Falcor, Riker. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Farragut. Farragut. <laughs> uh, Mark and Matt both happen to be huge Star Trek nerds. Well, I mean, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's in the closet. I'm an armchair Star Trek. I don't know. My knowledge isn't as deep. But anyway. Hmm. I mean, we're having great conversations. Anyway. Okay. okay. So, so this so, so this was about three years ago. It's all right. So it's three years ago. And I'd say, so it's taken us really from, it's taken three years. Okay. It's taken three years solid. So the agency. So the agency. Is um, in Massachusetts? 
The agency is based in Massachusetts and is run by a lawyer mm. um, that has um, relationships, you know, that, that finds women donors and has a dossier on them. So I think that's a traditional... Okay, yeah. So yeah. you go through like some sort of pamphlet-y type... Not a pamphlet, but like a binder. Super weird. Binders full of women? S- indeed. Oh, what is. a simpler time. And it is so weird. Do you see what they look like now? Yeah, so you see... Oh, you get to look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you go Very both ways? So. Could you go like, I don't want to see them? I just want to read about them, or do you you we want to actually, look at them? We ended up kind of going the other way. So we were mm. like, okay, we're gonna you know be very, we're gonna go deep. We want the, the mm-hmm. great degree and the amazing pedigree and yeah. no cancer in their family, and because you can really find out everything. Yeah. And that was driving us crazy. Mm. So we ended up going with someone that we just saw the picture and felt this kind of like, yes, okay, um, and uh, so. So we did that, which is another process because then she has to go through a cycle. Right. Oh and and about that. these are women who have offered themselves up to be egg donors. They don't, they don't have to say, they don't have to like agree to be your egg donor. No. Okay. No. And in fact, they, uh, so I know that's that w- another hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is, and this is also your first big bill, right? So how, you're, yeah. you're buying an egg. How much is that? Ooh, I want to say like 20 grand. For okay. like the whole thing. All right. So you're paying for you're paying for an IVF an cycle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then maybe it's more because you have to pay her. I don't I don't remember. But like that's like her. Well, well she has well, of course. Yeah, an, an egg is worth a lot more than a sperm donation. That's true. A bit more. Believe me, I know. Yeah. Believe me. You can't just go into a jerk off room, <clears throat> find a ramekin. Yeah. We should talk about that. We will. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so anyway, so we, so we, so we, um, everyone involved besides me is incredibly young. So mm. she's like 21, 22. Mm. So the eggs came plentiful eggs and all of amazing quality. Fantastic. Great. Um, we go mm-hmm. to an, uh, in, I, I guess a clinic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That clinic is in New Jersey because mm. you can't do it in New York. You can't do... You can't um, do the fertilization in New York. What? Why? Uh, again, New York's again, laws. So this laws. is You should, you should ask a lawyer. York. So we drove out New to York Jersey. New York is so fucked up. It's pretty stupid, right? Yeah. Ugh. Maybe you can... I don't... But for whatever reason, our clinic is in you, Jersey. Like, New York I, like doesn't want you to transport eggs across state lines or something? I don't think you want to be tossing these eggs around in general. Right. Know? Right. Sure. Oh, so your egg donor did her cycle at this clinic in New Jersey? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the clinic where you selected this woman, was that in New Jersey as well? Or was that in Massachusetts? No, that was the Massachusetts. Cl- so the clinic is a third party. So I have a lawyer who's okay. an agency. So I actually have a lawyer representing me. Then I have an agency that's run by a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then we ha- now we have a clinic, third party, mm-hmm. a clinic. Mm-hmm. So I go to the clinic. How I- did you choose the clinic? Uh, the agency. agency. This is where, so the agency now started like pointing me. So now I had a Sherpa. Mm-hmm. Do you think they get kickbacks? Oh, I don't think they need kickbacks. Oh, because <laughs> it is so expensive at this point. Got it. Yeah. So like twenty grand is just the first minor down payment yeah. on this process. Okay. Um, I think we we weren't bargain shopping people right. i know people that like really try to reduce yeah. uh, the, the total cost i mean there's some things you want to skimp on in life and i think your child is not one of them. this was one of them right yeah, yeah. yeah. so i thought we could you know we could wait to replace our toasters you know we'd yeah, find sure. find other cuts you'll to get make. it yeah so uh so we I go mean, how much bread do you eat <laughs> that's an excellent point uh, baked potatoes dory oh, fair sweet potatoes okay yeah and um and we go and we 
deposit our sperm sure. into a medical supply. Together? No, actually. <laughs> did they offer it? There's no gay porn. We're like here, which is so funny because someone else we were just talking to said that their well, I mean, clinic I'm... was seventy percent gay porn. Ooh, someone else you were talking clinic? to, your husband. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Oh, it must the be porn, a demographic. The porn thing, right? at California Fertility Partners in the jerk off room. <laughs> this is one of our favorite you topics. Slide the drawer <laughs> about this all day, and yeah. you have your selections are hardcore anal heterosexual sex. Okay. Or. The most beaten, <laughs> spine broken, <laughs> gay porn magazines you've ever seen. Like I'm talking, these were like they probably send someone out into Brentwood <laughs> to go as deep into someone's wooden property as possible <laughs> to find this pornography. And then they drive it back in a Mercedes, bring it upstairs, go to the third floor, and drop it in that drawer. It was, mo- it was, I mean, all the, all the magazines were gay. So what did he use? Uh, my phone. I there brought was, my phone with me. So like crazy, there was no reception in the room. <gasps> Chris and I both had a similar experience. Big, big easy chair. Did you have a big lazy boy? There's an easy chair that I opted not to sit in. Not to, ours had a toilet guard on it, which okay. is. That's fun. No. There was no. a toilet. There's a toilet in there. No, really? Here's how this works at the place. So there's a, there's a battered chair a battered <laughs> leather pleather recliner like it's the kind i would describe it as a chair that like goodwill would say no thank you we appreciate your attempt uh we're not even gonna throw this out for you uh bring it to the jerk off room. it's like a chair it is like, only suitable <laughs> For the jerk you ever have like that friend's house you'd go over and like you'd see the chair his dad always sat in yeah. and you're like oh he's jerked off in that chair a ton well, it's just like farty and gross. yeah it's yeah. that chair yeah. uh so there's that there's a toilet and a sink <laughs> what and, i never knew there was a toilet uh there is and then there's um i would describe it as a like when Motel 6 finally got flat screens TVs, like those are the TVs that are in That's there. better. We had a VCR TV combo in our room. <laughs> oh. Which was, it just, it reminded me, it's impossible to fast forward or rewind if, if yeah, efficiently. If, yeah. Efficiently. Yeah. So it was, a, it was, we had to use our imagination. Both of us used wow. our imagination. Wow, kids. Yeah. You put your mind to it. You can accomplish anything. <laughs> it's oldie timey stuff. So, but, but they didn't say, yeah, go on in. Both of you? Were we supposed to like fillet each other in the room? Like that messes not... up the sample. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. That's the true. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's, that's, that's a problem. stupid of me. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. This is why you're not a doctor. That's <laughs> exactly right. We both managed against the odds to yeah, produce samples. You got it. Okay. Yeah. You got sperm. Yes, exactly. And then, oh, you don't have this. There's a weird moment where they tell you. Uh-huh. And there's a weird competitive thing. Oh, where you're like, who's, you're like, who's more motile? Oh. Who's the most ample of who's the bunch? And, uh, and? and it, it, no, it was like a split. Like um, I don't remember who. Perhaps yes, I do. had more but less motility. Mm. But Chris's were, were exceptionally Mo- motile. Motile. Mm-hmm. motile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. It was. Oh, I wish. It, it, it could have gotten dark if one Honey, of us had the thing. I never like, wished you produced sperm until now, just so I could have that competitive moment with you. He loves the competition. Go fight, Love man. the competition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chances you just, are, we've seen one. mine tested, and uh, <laughs> you're gonna win. Uh, so, so they take our sperm and they put it into eggs. The eggs. 
And they and don't tell you. No, so then, so now you have to choose. Now choices oh, start. Okay. So you've already chose the woman, and now we had an odd number of eggs. Okay. Okay, they'll just do 50 50. Oh. Mine is, mm-hmm. is what we opted to do. Mm-hmm. But then there's mm-hmm. a, a last one who chooses. So we were like, you know, just you, tech, you choose. Okay. Oh. And then um, not all of them make it. As yeah, you right. Know, right. So you end up Wait, with, with five days, they go to blastocyst, and then mm-hmm. you have them all genetically tested. Right, yeah, so they're all tested, and then um, and then they're frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? How many eggs did we end up with? How many embryos, embryos did you end up with? We ended up with, we ended up with six. Oh, great. Right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we ended up with six, and of those, we opted to find out the sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so we had one boy and mm-hmm. five girls. Oh, Great. Here we are so trying every, to get girls. Everything's going great. Oh, we're, we are rich with girls. Morning. And we very much want two kids, and we very much want a boy and a girl. We also yeah. just want healthy kids, but we're sure. right, So, yeah. um, But we thought, okay, so we've got a boy and five girls. Why don't we um, go with the boy? But I, we can't make that decision. We're not God. Yeah. So we go to the doctor, our, so our fertility doctor, the guy mm-hmm. who's going to implant the mm-hmm. egg or do the transfer. And we're like, just you tell us the right decision, the medical right decision to do here, the egg with the best chance to make it, oh. you know, whatever magic you guys do. And he just shrugged his shoulders and was like, go with the boy. <laughs> so science. <laughs> Which is another one of these, like, why is there not just a fucking answer here? And mm. not, no, there never is. It's like, no. a, it's like a divining stick yeah. to do a better job. Yeah. I think they just don't have answers because they don't. Have answers. They, don't they want, just don't have. Well, I think, it's, I think they might have answers. They just don't want to give them. I'm with you. They're wrong, then that's a thing. But I think they, in their head, they have answers for everything. Which is what ended up happening. So we got, uh, so so indeed, we transferred. Uh, Wait, question. Yes. At this point, yeah. did you already have the surrogate? Ah, uh, yes. So no, we didn't. Um, we had, uh, so we had these eggs frozen. Right. Embryos. Em- sorry, yeah. So we had these, these embryos literal frozen. Literal baby steps. I, I'm taking you through it. No, like I love step it. Step by step. Yeah. Right, okay. No, if, this is great. So what? We're like a year in at this point. Okay. And now we start to look for a surrogate. Not we. So the agency starts mm. starts uh, looking for a surrogate. They find one. Uh, we meet her and her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, in and, Massachusetts. Uh, they. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They lived in Massachusetts, uh, Worcester. Mm. And they, we, we meet them. We meet them at IHOP. We really get along. And you didn't go to a 99? We did. Oh, my God. And you didn't, I was looking back. You didn't go to a Friendly's. Of the mistakes we made. Uh, <laughs> we got to a Friendly's, could have gone to that pyramid-shaped store. Do you know that store I'm talking about? There's a store that is built. It's a crazy architectural weird thing that's right off 495 when you're coming out of Worcester on the right. Or is it out, coming out of Rhode Island? It's on 495, and it's a pyramid-shaped building. And it used to be like an electronics store. Anyway, we'll talk about it later because I have to show you the pictures. Like Romulan headquarters. It's cool. Yeah, but it's like in the inside of it, the space was not great, (laughs) and it just and it's sitting now. Anyway, we'll talk about that. So you met with them at IHOP. We met with them at IHOP. We like each other, and and he's there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Our uh, agent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What does he order? Oh, you know what? 
Chris and I went to IHOP beforehand. We met, we rented oh. a conference room at the, let's say Marriott sure. Worcester. Yeah. 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 And with like water, it looked like we were having a summit. Oh boy. And uh, anyway, we, it was fine. We all like each other. I mean, we had the, it's the most awkward, stilted conversation in the world. Oh, like, course. hello, Does you. she talk about why she wants to be a surrogate? Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever bullshit reason she said. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, um, uh, Fine, great. She's gonna do it. Amazing. So she's got to go over medical records together. She has to get tested. She has to go to the clinic and da da da. Mm-hmm. And we're not in touch with her. The agency, the agency is, in touch is with her. right. So like four months later, it turns out it's not gonna be her. So we have to start again. So we find another surgeon. Just why? I didn't even she know that didn't, part. She wasn't able to get her act together to get her medical records together. Okay. Ah. Yeah. All right. So it's like you know like a minor a minor thing, but it was a four, another four month. For, right. For yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, we end up um, meeting uh, a really, really nice uh, woman, uh, Elizabeth, and her boyfriend and her two kids, because you want your surrogate to have successfully yeah. delivered two mm. kids, at least one kid. And um, we really liked her. She really liked us. And great. So that's and she's enough. also in Massachusetts. She's in Massachusetts. And we get her a lawyer because she needs a lawyer. We get another lawyer um, and we start to uh, work on a contract. Uh, which is which is also kind of super. You you can get incredibly picayune with it. You can. Mm. We opted not to, but you can be like, we don't want you to eat the following cheese. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, okay. we didn't do that. Mm. Um, so she passed. She was healthy. Yeah. Um, and how old was she? I want to say she was twenty five ish. Okay. Five ish, Finkel. Five ish. Maybe a little younger. Maybe a little younger. All right. Um, so we, uh, she, she drives to New Jersey. We drive to New Jersey. Uh, we do the transfer, and it it works. She's pregnant with uh, with our boy, mm. um, and we go to uh, where she lives in Massachusetts mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of times to be there for the sonogram, to mm-hmm. meet with the uh, the OBGYN, to go to the hospital and see where she's going to deliver. It's all happening. Um, and then we, we, uh, we hit a road bump. Um, she went into, uh, I guess, early labor. Her water broke at uh, 22 weeks. Mm. Um, Chris and I you know, sped to Massachusetts, um, where she was in, uh, she, she ended up at Brigham Young. Mm-hmm. Brigham Women's. Brigham, yeah, exactly. Brigham. Sorry, Brigham Women's. <laughs> <laughs> different, different place, different. a different mm-hmm. place. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like the whole thing's a blur. So, right. so basically the, the pregnancy wasn't viable. Mm. Um, and we went through a very long 48 hours Yeah, and it was interesting. All of the worst case scenarios of the contracts, mm. um, actually in retrospect really came into play. Like, thank God Elizabeth was amazing. But at 22 weeks, you can choose to yeah. to try and um, oh, you can try to save the baby. You can try and save the baby. Um, every doctor we spoke to said that it's the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth felt that it was worth it. Ultimately, though, it was legally it was our choice. Mm. But certainly, I mean, she's there. She's in labor. You, you don't. Yeah. And she was. She was. Um, you know, amazing and receptive to our wishes. And, you know, we ended up going through that really horrific experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
and that was it. We kept in touch with Elizabeth for uh, you know a few weeks just to make sure yeah. she was okay mm-hmm. and anything that we could do to help. Um, because we all we, we we all went through it together. The right. three of us went through it together. Um, and then we tried to catch our breath and decide mm-hmm. what to do next. So this is what I listened to a few of your shows, and the thing that galled me is that nobody called. Mm. And no one from the doctor's office. No one from the doctor's office called. And uh, which doctor are you asking to call? The doctor that did the embryo transfer, the OBGYN. So any doctor, really? Amazingly, both. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like it was an emergency. It wasn't her hospital. Like there's lots of reasons why. And mm-hmm. I, if, you know, if, if if I was rational about any of this, I'd understand why. But you know, this is if anyone's been through anything like this, mm-hmm. this is not. You're not rational. Mm-hmm. And you want to know that people are looking out for you. Mm-hmm. And no one was looking out for us. Um, we ended up in an amazing hospital mm. with great nurses and doctors, and and that was you know like a blessing. But um, yeah, we didn't. And, and, and there's no mechanism in this process for the doctor who did the transfer to actually know what's happening, mm. which I find stunning. Yeah. So when we decided that it was time to start up again, um, you know, three or four months later, um, and we got on the phone with the doctor and he was like, la-di-da, we, we ended so up... So did he have any idea? He literally had no idea. So I, I, I lost it and I screamed at him, which isn't really my style. Mm. Um, but it was a, like a truly just like mm. visceral emotional outbreak. And then as he started talking, I realized that in, he actually he really had no idea. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. They were. I, oh, you know what? They, they just kept sending bills. And oh, every bill that came, yeah. I just got angrier and angrier because they were, you know, whatever. Our, our eggs were in storage or our embryos were yeah. in storage. Right. Um, <clears throat> and that, that just provoked me. So I think, um, yeah, that. Do you think that your surrogate felt guilty? Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she was a... Yeah. She felt like she had done something wrong. Which she hadn't. Right. Total lightning strike. Not her fault. Mm. Um, but she was very invested in giving us a good experience. Yeah. She almost had like a customer service approach to it yeah sure. right and uh trying to it, make sure like if you rented a house or something the heat worked just just as a for instance maybe yeah um and uh and i think it really yeah she she had a really really tough time and like because you're not supposed to be like friends with your surrogate this got a little too close. So you're really not supposed to be friends right. with the surrogate. You should have a, a good relationship, yeah. you know, um, but at an arm's length. Right. She wasn't married, and her boyfriend moved to St. Louis mm. during mm. the pregnancy at week 16 or 17. And she was kind of moving apartments, and she had a new, she had two kids, and she, mm. blah, blah. Her life got very complicated. And Chris and I didn't made a decision that we, we would help her. Mm. And we helped her get an apartment. We ended up paying for the apartment, mm. and we got, a, we got close. Right. Um, and I think that ended up like further complicating that things. That made it harder. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, That's it's so uh, an it amazing is, story. But this side, you have like, this doesn't enter into your realm of dealing with like it's you guys and doesn't yet, but it's you guys and the doctor. Well, 
you know, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting conundrum we're in because we have you know, there's I don't know how many rounds of this my wife can take. Like it's demanding physically. It's uh, emotionally a, a roller coaster for us when you know, at least the last time when we got the eggs implanted and she had to, Dory had to call to find out after she took the blood test for the pregnancy test if yeah. hello hi just checking am i pregnant you know she couldn't even get an answer no 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 that's not true isn't that true no they called work while this was happening Seema, they called me they did yes they I called you me had to call them no 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 i did not have to call them guys i told the wrong story yeah no that that's that's wrong um Seema called me the day of the of the Oh. Um, I think of another instance. I think what you're thinking of is that when I took the blood test, I said to the office, to the receptionist, oh, that's right. am I going to, like, are you guys just going to put this in the patient portal or is someone going to call me? She said, oh, I, th- I guess we're, we'll put it in the patient portal. I said, could you have someone call me, please? Good for you. Like, I don't want to find out if I'm pregnant in the patient portal. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like... But this is so. I think our big takeaway. So then, so so we basically started again, right? And yeah. Our, we had a different attitude this time, and our attitude was, everyone's stupid involved in this process. Mm. Like, just they might be good at science or at you know doctoring, but as far as people, mm-hmm. everyone's like really out of touch. Mm-hmm. And if you're not advocating for yourself, mm-hmm. then it just won't happen. Mm-hmm. So we. You know, so we started up again. We found a new surrogate, um, and we we went back to the same clinic mm-hmm. to do the transfer. Did you get new embryos? We got new eggs. Yes, we were because you wanted a boy. Because we wanted a boy, and yeah, also there was a girls. no one knew why. No, what right. happened happened. Right, so, so it could have been because of the egg. Could have been anything. So we went yeah. through that process again. So you with went through a, a whole process of picking a new with a different with a donor with a different donor. Interesting. Yeah. Did you use the same agency? We did. Okay. Triple follow-up question. What are you going to do with the five embryos you have in storage? Yeah. Because there will only be half siblings at that point. Yeah. That's interesting. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Or potentially not genetically related at all. If so, right. right, right, yeah, and but it's oh, a good question. Cool. But like, you don't even need that scenario. We, so we have six frozen embryos. We were only planning on having two kids. Yeah, what are you gonna do with the other four? Science, science, science. There right. are when things that done, like yeah. I'm. I'm very comfortable being in denial about for a little. Yeah, like sure. A, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, so we started up again. Blah, we got to the clinic. Sorry. By all means. Question. Yes. <laughs> Did you, when you were choosing the new egg donor, yeah. did you choose her in the same way that you chose the first one? We did. Just kind of on instinct. We went on instinct. We weren't, look, we're not, we weren't 
completely blind. We looked at her background. Right. Also, she gets a uh, she gets a psychological workup both from our mm. agency and from the clinic, and um, um, we asked for baby pictures, pictures of her relatives, just m- you know more stuff. But mm. we saw her and we felt something. Like the closest facsimile we could have to love, like you know, like love at first sight, and, mm-hmm. and we thought all of this. There's so many decisions along the way. Could we bring something that's a little more um, whimsical or, or you know, of the moment yeah. into mm-hmm. the process? Instinctive. Instinctive. Personal. Exactly. Personal. Yeah. And uh, we we are of, of all the decisions that we've made, this one we're like. We feel great about. It. Yeah, yeah. We actually we both carry pictures of her on our phone, like we. But you've never met her. No, 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 no. Love that. Oh, there's no contract. Drop. Do you know her name? Or that just gets handled. We by don't the know her name, and sh- this this donor versus our first one is not interested in meeting us. Mm. Sounds the like f- a great donor. We don't want to meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> You're learning. You've learned from your previous. We've learned, and we also moved faster on this, mm. and yeah. because we understand that, like any dilly-dallying will just it is months of delay. well and also conceivably if she's in the book or the binder yeah. or whatever yeah. some other couple could be looking through it and be like oh i want her and if they get to her first it's, yes and you they also tell you how it's many not times, like sperm how many times they've done it before oh how do many, they do that i don't know if they do that with sperm i, I, I don't know. think they do it with i don't yeah. think they like, do it how with would sperm. you yeah. yeah i mean obviously there's a there's so much of it. So had she <laughs> had she donated <laughs> eggs before? She hadn't. Okay. Interesting. So um, we were the first go around. So we were the first go around, and um, again, super successful. But along the way, this the clinic in Jersey that hadn't called us made us sit down with a social worker that we had sat down with before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's legal or if it's their, I don't know, liability. But we basically, in this, you know, we lost a baby. It had been maybe two years already this process is like a trying thing. We sit down with a social worker who asks us these like, you know, grinning face asshole questions, you know, like, I don't know. And what does your mother think about this? No. Yeah. And I just, I just, I actually, Chris stopped me, but that moment was when it really became like crystal clear that yes, everyone really is, is not, Everyone's Aware. stupid. Yeah. Everyone's stupid. Yeah. And it's, they're not bad people. Right. This is just, it's not their job to be aware of how emotional yeah. this is. It, it, you it, know what, though? I kind of think it is their job. So I do too, but currently, today, right. it's not their job. And like, you, yeah. you think a social well, worker you know, should. When I worked at a funeral home, we did 170, 180 funerals a year. And, you know, the family that would come in would be, you know, let's say it's the hundredth family of the year that had someone die. So it's the first time for them. So we all would be at their beck and we would help them through the situation. We'd be fully aware of what this emotionally was like for those people. You had empathy. We had so you have to have empathy. Yeah. You can't just treat it like it's your fucking job and it's a conveyor belt and this is where this goes. You're so right. So it's why am like, I apolog- so maybe I'm just angry. No, I think maybe, or maybe this is denial and it's the it's Well the, I think it's a little bit of denial and I think it's a little bit of those people that maybe don't they might not realize it in their way. I think with you know with what we were doing, it was so specific. To the emotions are just so at the forefront. So, they're so heightened. They're yeah. so heightened. Mm-hmm. And, I think, and, well, and you're you're on hormones. You're on stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, That's well, even like physically. What I was you. saying is, 
What I meant was that at a funeral, oh. the emotions are all just there. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. a fertility clinic, I would argue that it is relatively easy. And look, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like for doctors and especially people in the lab, they can kind of shut themselves off. They can, they can pretend that the heightened emotions that we all feel are not really there. And I wonder if that's part of how they cope too with what they do right. because it's like you there's know, so much failure that's why there's a lot of i'm gonna be honest that's why there's a lot of in funeral directors there's a lot of alcoholism because <laughs> it's so that's how you cope yeah because if you it's open so yourself, intense you open yourself up to everything that's happening well that's so so i'm i'm obviously very torn because but in a way is, like i don't i maybe i don't want these guys to be emotional yeah. right. I just want them to be clinical right and maybe they shouldn't call me and tell me how sorry they are yeah, like yeah. i just want them to make me a baby and if it didn't work once we're just going to go at it again what yeah. i what i resented about the social worker was that it was this kind of like Oh, yeah. you know, I'm a, so I'm talking to you mm. and like, we didn't want to fucking be talked to. We just right. wanted to do the transfer yeah. and leave us alone. Right. Like, take yeah. your exorbitant fee and leave us alone. Right. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, that's what ended up happening. And, uh, <laughs> so you've met the surrogate now. So we met exactly. So we met the surrogate, her husband and her two kids. And you found her through the same agency. Same agency. Okay. She, uh, lives in, they live in uh, a suburb or a town close to Pittsburgh. Mm hmm. Again, Pennsylvania, one of the good states. Pennsylvania, good state. Do you have any idea how they recruit surrogates? I don't. Me either. Do you? No. I really have no idea. It, like, do they put an ad on Craigslist? Like, I feel are you a they surrogate? Must advertise. They have listener? to advertise somewhere, but where do they advertise? I'm asking the listeners. Oh yeah. Are you a surrogate? Have you ever been a surrogate? If so, how did you arrive at that decision? How did you find the clinic that you were a surrogate for? How did you find the family that you were a surrogate for? If you know or have any experience with that, please email us at mattanddory at gmail.com. Or doryandmatt at gmail.com. Or call us at 416... Nope. Sorry. 413-461-BABY. Sorry. 413-461-BABY. Hey, that's a great number. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you know, we actually got an email this week from someone whose wife is going to be a surrogate for a gay couple in Israel. So perhaps I will follow up with him and see if his oh, that'll be wife would like to. His wife is going to be a surrogate. Yeah. that's And this time, now that our surrogate is married, and she's married to, he's actually a nurse, right? A pediatric nurse. Mm. The decision to, it's really a family decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they've both been amazing. Do you think, like, do you think her husband was on board from day one or did he take convincing? Um, I'm obviously asking you things you might not know the answer yeah, to, but yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. No, in this case, I don't look. So she's, she's a surrogate first and foremost because she had two successful pregnancies mm -hmm. and she worked until the day she gave birth. She's good at being pregnant. Mm -hmm. You know, she's, she's blessed that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, if, if you think of the husband's perspective and you think of a difficult pregnancy, that wasn't, that wasn't the case, right? Mm -hmm. They went on with their life, mm -hmm. you know, obviously it, it's, it's invasive, mm -hmm. but it, it wasn't debilitating mm -hmm. or anything. So, um, I think he was in on the discussion mm -hmm. and, and in on the decision. Right. Ultimately, it's her decision. Um, well, and if you think about it from a financial standpoint, she's if she's working up until the day she delivers, she's getting paid her regular salary, and then she's also getting paid basically another salary. That's right. To be a surrogate. Yeah. Mm. So 
They want to buy a house. So she's making twice her salary in a year. So they, do you know how much she gets? She gets 40000 And how much do you pay? How much do I? How much do you pay the agency? Do you pay the agency 40000 You must pay the agency more. So we actually, so we, we establish a trust. Oh, wow. Basically with funds held in escrow. <sighs> yeah. So yes. many lawyers. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, by the way, now there's another lawyer. Ah. There's actually another two lawyers now because now I need to, we need to drop documents f- for the county in Pennsylvania for where the birth will happen. She needs a lawyer and we need a lawyer. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of notaries involved in this sure. process. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have, we have a lot of notarizing to you do, guys too. Do? Yeah, because when do, you cause... when you sign all the consent forms for what you're going to do with the embryos, ah. there's a lot of notarizing. Yeah, so we had that one set of many forms, but it was, you know, there's only one scenario. Yeah, it was only that. one, It's right. just like, what I do mean, you do with the embryos? You know, like, it's minor on the pain in the ass list. Right. It just... Um, well, anyway, so she, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was asking you how much you paid the agency. Oh, God, so much money. Um, like, I don't have it itemized, but roughly 80000 I don't think that includes their fee, though. 80000 so forty for her. There's health care. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because she, she needs an entire different health care policy. Interesting. Oh. Because her most... I mean, it, it, it depends, but her insurance didn't cover uh, delivery of a baby um, for, for surrogacy. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Things you don't think about. And then also, uh, you know, there's clauses in the contract, like if she loses work, if she, we'll, we'll pick all of that up. If she needs bed rest, we'll cover mm. daycare. And but luckily, thank God, you know, like yeah. no, nothing like that's happened. Um, but yeah, so there's uh, there's doctors' visits, obviously, and examinations, mm-hmm. and um, she gets a check monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think like total total cost. Mm-hmm. I think is if it had gone straight through and we mm-hmm. hadn't had um, had lost a baby, I think 120, 130. And wow. like I said, we weren't bargain hunting. Yeah. I, I've talked to people that have done it for 80. Okay. It requires, it's kind of like being your own general contractor when you're doing a right. house. Like you can, it's just, it, it's just more stuff, right. you know? Yeah. And, and we, we opted not to, to go that way. So 80 is probably baseline, like low end. If, I'd love to know, like, this is where you, you guys have the audience that could tell you the yeah. answer. I like, I'm also in New York and maybe yeah. it's expensive. Yeah. And, yeah. I wonder what it costs in other countries. Did you think about going to Israel and getting it free? Will they do it in Israel? I don't think it's legal in Israel. Israelis are we're going. I think that's why that woman is doing it for this gay couple in Israel. Mm. Yeah, I'm, mm. I don't. I, again, like I don't know. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not totally kosher. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Like everyone has told me, and we're not at the finish line yet, mm-hmm. but like what everyone's told me, and I'm starting to feel it now that, you know, hopefully we're like six weeks away from having a baby. I'm starting to forget about all the shit we mm-hmm. went through. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what everyone has said to us too. Yeah. That like once you have a baby, you're going to forget about all the bullshit that you went through. <clears throat> yeah. It's becoming, you know, kind of, kind of a blur and watching, um, I watched my sister go through eight rounds of IVF mm. and she's got four kids now. Wow. And she, it was hell. Yeah. 
She's got four great kids. Yeah, actually, I remember when she was trying to have her oldest kid. Yeah. And I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah. when is this going to work? So I think there's there's lots of opportunity. I don't know. I don't know if you guys do it, you know, not to add a moral to the story, but there was lots of opportunity along the way for us to get frustrated mm-hmm. or lose faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad at mm-hmm. this, you know, that we persevered. And didn't take it too seriously, like as upset as I got by that social worker, by that doctor, yeah. by yeah. the dismissive way that you know um, people might might regard this. Um, yeah, it's it's for us and for building our family. So yeah. yeah. What advice would you give people in your situation? We made a choice not to be crazy researchers. Like, this is why I think what you guys are doing is so important. You're just being human beings and talking about your experience. Because I'm not sure that doing the endless research mm. makes it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Like 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 a four-star versus five stars or a yeah. Cornell versus Columbia. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Like, we, we ended up here. It took us three years. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, an unfortunate incident along the way. But I don't know that becoming expert in, experts in this would have changed it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just fascinated by this whole thing. It's weird. Though. It's a crazy, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah. That's why I wanted Mark and Chris to be on the show. A whole other balls game. Multiples. <laughs> Multiple balls. <laughs> you guys, so now... So many balls in the air. <laughs> the... <laughs> Of the second round of IVF uh, of egg donor fertilization, how many eggs did you get out of that? Embryos Embryos. did you get out of that round? A lot. Yeah? Yeah, we got a lot. How many? I want to say eight. Wow. So you have five on ice from the first donor. We're not planning on using the first donor. Follow up. What if we need one? Oh... Wait, right. So, say you need one, but you don't want a fertilized egg. What if we need one? What if we're having problems with embryos? So this is exactly like me this asking is the question. my sister. This exa- is the and question. you know what? It weirds me out. It's the greatest gift you could give Dory. It totally <laughs> is weird. Well, how do you feel about this? Now? I'm telling you. Are you, you now? Honestly, are you now, I can't even make eye contact. Are you with now you. feeling weird. what your sister felt a little bit? <laughs> I'm sorry, sister. <laughs> Wow, he really set you he up really, there. Yeah, you're totally right. No, it's crazy. It's weird, right? Yeah, no, it's totally weird. No, I don't want. Yeah. It's totally weird that I have a kid that's living in someone's stomach in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, it's just comfy in there. I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think can a surrogate? Uh, this is a question. Maybe neither of you have the answer to. Does a surrogate get to decide? Like, I'll do this, but C-section. I want to keep it tight down there. Oh. That's that's her choice, right? But is it? Can she say that? Can she decide how to have the child? Can you just have a C? Can you just go? Yes, I want a C-section? you can. You can. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. You can. You can schedule a C section. I'd have a C section. There's actually our first surrogate wanted to have a natural birth in a tub, at at home or at a birthing center Jesus with a doula. Christ. And hmm. and we said we didn't think that was a great idea. Yeah. I, I mean. I'm sure it's a great idea for other it's people. Wonderful but for we, many folks. We had there. enough risk factors that right. we yeah. just thought, let's just mitigate. And this, our current surrogate has a very matter of fact kind of. It's got the epidural. Seems let's, like let's she's do all this. business, ready to go. It is a delight. That's good. Yeah, 
the no emotions thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe that really is. Maybe I maybe I'm to I was totally wrong. I just want clinical, cleanly. My emotions are enough for everybody. Mm, you want to be acknowledged. I, I was going to say, I think there's a difference between emotions and acknowledgement. There's a way that someone could have followed up in a in a non-emotional way that would have made you feel heard and and validated. But it didn't have to be like, I'm so sorry. Like if your doctor, <laughs> if the if the clinic doctor had called up and said the following, let's say he didn't get you, he left a message. And he says, um, Mark, I heard about what happened and I just want to let you know that I'm sorry to hear that. And if you and Chris need anything, just let me know. Click. You hear yeah. that message. Yeah. Is yeah. that enough for you? You know what? He didn't even need to do that. Just yeah. when we called to start up again. Yeah. If he had said, acknowledge what had happened. Yeah. But again, he didn't know. He should have he should known. Yeah, there, has to, there should be some way of <laughs> communication between someone yeah. and someone. Did you feel like your agency handled it well? <clears throat> they actually did. I don't think there, was, there wasn't much they could do. Mm. We made a critical error. We didn't make a good relationship with our surrogates OBGYN. Oh. Right, because it's that's a distant relationship. Already she's at arm's length and now her relationship with her doctor, like I'm I can't go to Pittsburgh for every single right. yeah. meeting. So it's not a one on one. And in that case, we were super naive and we didn't even have the number. We had been away, we weren't at home, and we didn't have the doctor's number with us when we found out that she went into labor. Oh. So like normal things that you know we're responsible people. Of course, we would have done. Like, if one of us had been pregnant, we would have had the dot. We would have had right. Of and course. This time, just because it had been at um, at arm's length, yeah, um, it felt more out of our hands. Right. We've maybe overcorrected the second time around, but uh, that that won't happen again. How much experience do you find that these OBGYNs who are not affiliated with the agency or yeah. these are just these women's regular OBGYNs, right? Like how much experience do they have with surrogacy? Uh, so in, uh, in, in this town and by Pittsburgh where we're doing it, yeah. we are the first ones. <gasps> and we are just talk are, of the town. We are talk <laughs> of the town. Ooh. You roll in, they're like, Oh my God, it's Ooh. them. Well, exactly. We're also, we're like, now we're like the boys from New York. And um, <laughs> I feel like the local paper is going to do a story on you. Oh, God, I hope not. I haven't said the town name, have I? No, no, no. it's not. No, no, okay. not. no, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, there. Um, so we learned some good lessons too. having uh, at Brigham Women's. Um, there's nothing that says that we get a hospital room. For right. instance, right? Yeah. So like, but we want to be with the baby, obviously. And the mm. baby needs to whatever, whatever. They were nice enough to give us an empty room next door. The room was empty, not a problem, blah. Um, but the hospital in uh, Pittsburgh had never has never dealt with this. So we, we've spoken about things like that. Also, like in the wow. delivery room, well, there's like two more people in there. Where does everyone stand? Um, yeah. And you can actually contractually, it comes up in the contract negotiation with the surrogate. Like who gets to be in the delivery room? Yeah, there's basically, yeah. And where you stand. Oh, wow. Because I guess people um, in our position might care a lot about right. seeing the birth. Mm-hmm. Now, so. I don't know if you're familiar, but Black China in the delivery room did the mannequin challenge. And you might consider that for the birth. Oh, did they have that child? Yes, dream Kardashian. Good God. 
Oh wow! Yeah, so I'll send. I you, learned something new. Yeah, I'll send you the video. Does it, yeah. Did it blow up? Was it like the greatest mannequin challenge? It blew ever? up. It, yeah, I mean, it kind of was. Wait, okay. but where was the baby? The baby wasn't out yet. The baby was out, I believe. Yeah, hmm. I think the baby was out. I think the baby was in the mannequin challenge. Oh, Am I making that up? Maybe the baby was not. I don't remember. Did you have a fever dream while you no, were in this? No, this mannequin bag? challenge exists. <laughs> nausea <laughs> yeah it was a lot yeah no i don't think we're gonna do that all right no. all right but we're, you know we're gonna we'll, we'll plan to be, we're planning to be there okay yeah yeah great this has been an eye-opening experience this is really and i hope our listeners have like enjoyed it as much as i have yeah not that i had joy i just found it fascinating the whole other side of this that i had not thought about it's been yeah well, it's this, so many parties. The, the same way I felt listening to your podcast, mm. actually, is how we feel right now. Listening what to it's it's going to be a great 2017. I hope so. I hope it is, guys. <sighs> Thanks for listening to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, Happy everybody. New Year, everyone. If you'd like to, we'll be back next week with, uh, you know, our usual yeah. emails, voicemails, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully some responses from surrogates. We'll let you know, Mark. Yeah. Great. And again, Dory and Matt at Gmail, Matt and Dory at Gmail, 413-461-BABY. Give us a call. We have uh, a website now, doryandmatt.com. We have a Facebook group. Can you believe it? Excellent adventure. Oh my God. There's just a lot happening. Doryandmatt.com. Yeah. It was our wedding website. We repurposed it. It was for, also our wedding hashtag. Yeah, for the uh, <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> Which we... um, Mark, thank you so much. Thank you. This was really, really wonderful. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Mark, uh, please come back again sometime. I'll hopefully bring a baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'll be amazing. And hopefully your husband won't be sick. Uh, he'd be so much better at this than I am. He's literally yes. sleeping. 12 feet away from us <laughs> yeah um all right everyone happy new year have a good baby everyone let's get a silver bullet trailer and have a baby bye i'll safety pin this clothes all cool